When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program. Here's a brief but annoying message to let you know that you could have first heard this episode nine months ago if you were a subscriber to our Iron Filing Society Patreon offering. For the price of a pint and a St. Clements each month, you can get up to four episodes a week, nine months before the rest of the world gets them. Early access to regular episodes, lots of other marvellous benefits, and there's absolutely no adverts or brief but annoying messages like this that will get right on your ticks. Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com slash ironfilings. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go, this is it! This is Top Flight Jewel Machine. I am Andy Hotbody Dawson, pow, pow, a pow. I'm Sam Nifty Delaney, so what? Uh, we're going to have a look at another archive historical top 40 and its contents throughout the next half an hour or so. And um, the random pop blob is going to choose that chart for us right now. Random blob, use your gob. Tell us how to do our job. what a year for music I mean one of the best ever top of the pops you know BBC 4 the story of the story of 1981 is one of my favourite ever ones yeah I mean yeah before we even get into the top 40 rundown I think 1981 might have been the best year for pop music because you had the new wave groups who would come through in the late 70s were still hanging around you've got the the disco is still a thing yeah you've got the synth groups are starting to come through, the New Romantics and the Human Two League tone. and all that kind of thing. Two-Tone was in its Two-Tone, exactly. There's all sorts of stuff just colliding together. And um, it was, a, yeah, maybe the best year ever for pop music. Very good. And Very I th- good. I, I don't think we've done a 1981. I don't think we this. have either. I'm excited. I think our yeah. previous favourite was a 1984 chart, yeah. which we had to do over a number of episodes because we, we thought that was the best top 40 we'd ever seen. Yeah, we but did it over about two months. We could be looking at uh, another contender for the crown here. Yeah, um, definitely. I would just glance through this top 40 and yeah. um, I just thought, whoa, holy moly. There's all kinds in here. So let's have a look. Let's just do the top 40 rundown yeah. without further ado. Um, here we go. Down 60 places at number 40, it's Godly and Cream with Under Your Thumb. Right in from number 50, up 39, it's ABC with Tears Are Not Enough. 
That's what I said to my wife during our court proceedings. I said, tears aren't enough, love. I want blood and cash. You're going to need hard evidence if you're going to take me down. Um, down five places at number 38, it's Genesis and Keep It Dark, which is something else I said to my wife during divorce proceedings. But uh, she was during the marriage itself, but she wasn't interested. She wanted it vanilla. And that's why we're no longer together. Up several places. I can't calculate how many. It's a chart entry. To 37 is the lunatics have taken over the asylum by Funboy 3. This is something that I said in court, referring to the judge and the various other bureaucrats that seem to be shaping my life at their very whim. I said the lunatics have taken over the asylum here. It's absurd. They're practically puppet masters. And I'm just an innocent <laughs> pawn in their game. I'm a cork on the waves. <laughs> Down 13 and 36, Ottawan. And they're singing, hands up, give me your heart. Or in the case of my wife, give me £1,200 a month. <laughs> up 11 places at 35. It's Yes Tonight, Josephine, by the Jets. <laughs> I see what they've done there. Uh, down 14 at 34, it's that big, fat, bald bastard from Bad Manners <laughs> with Walking in the Sunshine. Uh, uh, down 11 places at 33, it's the Depeche Modes with I Just Can't Get Enough. Something else your wife said. Oh, maybe maybe I'll reveal too much there. Because um, he wasn't saying it to you, was she? <laughs> she couldn't get enough of me. None that of was the, the end. problem. She'd had her fill many years ago. Chart entry at number 32, Japan. Weirdly singing Visions of China. Make your Make mind your up, mi- guys. Make your mind up. Is it Japan or China? You can't have both. Uh, by the way, uh, if you do struggle to know the difference between Japan and China, I've got a little rhyme that works as an aid memoir. No, I won't go into that now. The producers <laughs> just said to crack on with the chart. No, no movement at 31 for Trevor Walters with Love Me Tonight. <laughs> Similarly, there's no movement at number 30, the Electric Light Orchestra with Twilight. A new entry at 29 from eccentric vegetarianess Chrissy Hind and her <laughs> pretenders with I Go to Sleep. I'll tell you that. That kitty's got claws, mate. Uh, straight in at number 28, it's uh, Soft Cell. I don't know what these guys are about, but this song's called Bedsitter. I don't know if you've heard some of the nasty rumours going around about a stomach pumping incident with their lead singer. Yeah, that guy's got an appetite. I don't know what to believe these days. Uh, uh, 27, it's The Voice by Ultra Vox, which of course is Spanish for loud voice. Uh, Standing still at number 26, Rush, with Tom Sawyer live. At 25, it's Cool and his gang with Stepping Out. And uh, worth noting here uh, that they've spelt Stepping in the American style without a G on the end and just an apostrophe after the end. Disgraceful. (laughs) Uh, Down nine places at number 24, it's Laurie Anderson with what I regard as one of the most offensive records I've ever heard. It must be some kind of joke. It's called Oh Superman and it's nowhere near as entertaining as the Superman movies. It's a disgrace. Actually, I'm going to ban it. Laurie Anderson, I ban thee. At number 23, it's Modern Romance with I, 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 Moosey. If that one doesn't get to the top of the charts, I'm going to remove one of my fingers with some pliers. There's a vow. Um, up 
18 places at number 22. It's the lovely, lovely, smooth-skinned Diana Ross with Why Do Fools Fall In Love? Well, let me tell you, Mr. Ross, I'm very much in love with you. <laughs> A voice like Velvet Honey. At 21, down. Uh, what's that now? Five places. It's Toya with Thunder In The Mountains. It's almost the opposite of Diana Ross there. Weird, weird Toya. Very um, strange lady. Very. I, I would imagine lots of sudden movements. You'd be on your yeah. guard at all times, wouldn't you? Yeah. What's you she going to do next? You never relax in her company. Whereas Miss Ross, I would feel soothed and relaxed at all soothed times. Soothed and relaxed. All, whereas Toya, but she might just try and take your eye out with one of yeah. her pointed fingernails. I tell you what, um, I wouldn't line her behind the wheel of my uh, Austin Metro. Definitely not. Um, up 17 places at number 20, Earth, Wind and Fire with Let's Groove. At number 19, down a whopping 11 places, it's The Jam with Absolute Beginners. Shaken Stevens tumbles four places to 18 with It's Raining. Down five at 17, it's Barry Manilo with Let's Hang On. Down seven places at number 16, it's the most fun, fun song I think we've had in the charts for many years. It's the Birdie Song by The Tweets. I tell you what, every time I get sick of this job and just think about quitting and hitting the road across Europe on a, yeah. on my new uh, chopper bike, I, yeah. uh, I hear a song like this and it revives my hope in pop music and the power Absolutely. it has to change and inspire. Absolutely. It's a generational thing, isn't it? It's once in a generation, a song like that. And, you know, it's just going to take pop music as we know it and spin it off in a brand new direction, I imagine. This is why we do what we do. This is why we are entrenched balls deep in pop. Balls deep. Down five at number 10, Open Your Heart by the Human League. Or even number 15, who knows? Um, up three places at number 14, I think a song we can all identify with, mate. It's The Furies and Davy Arthur with When You Were Sweet 16. Great memories, mate. At 13, down two places, B.A. Robertson and Maggie Bell with Hold Me! <laughs> Down six at 12, Elvis Cusquello and a good year for the Roses. <laughs> at number 11, up seven places, it's Olivia Neutron Bomb with Physical. <laughs> <laughs> I never get tired of that one. <laughs> up three at 10, Rod Stewart, tonight I'm yours, brackets, don't hurt me. <laughs> Rod, you big coward. <laughs> at number nine up ten places haircut 100 with favourite shirts brackets think, boy, boy meets girl I think what Rod was getting at was don't put your finger up my ass. I think that's well, what he's trying to say if that's what she wants to do Rod just go with it life's the living <laughs> straight in at number eight it's Queen and uh, Dame David Bowie with Under Pressure at number seven it's swarthy untrustworthy looking to be frank Julio Iglesias with Begin the Beguine, brackets of Volve a Ampazar. Oh. <laughs> I don't know what that translates as, but I tell you this much, I don't like the sound of it and I don't want him near my wife. <laughs> I think it means my Volvo is the best. Not sure. Uh, down five places from number one to number six. That's a hell of a drop. Dave Stewart and Barbara Gaskin and It's My Party. Not anymore, it's not. At number five, up two places, orchestral manoeuvres in the dark with Joan of Arc. Rhymes. 
are standing still at number four. It's Squeeze with Labelled With Love. And number three, up two places, it's The Four Tops with When She Was My Girl. Still at number two, Altered Images, led, of course, by the lovely, fragrant Scotch lass, Claire Grogan, with a happy birthday. Yeah, loved her and Gregory's Girl. Great movie. We've won the all-time great lines. Tits, bum, fanny, the lot. The lot. Someone should write a song by that name. And uh, this week's number one. First week at number one, in fact, up two places for the police with every little thing she does is magic. A song there about Debbie McGee. Fantastic stuff. That's your chart. Hope you enjoyed it. There you go. What a chart. I tell you the first thing that that pops out, and there's so many songs that pop out, but, you know, people always say, what was the first record you bought? Mine really was. The first single I bought was Happy Birthday by Old Images. Was it? I yeah, I see the birdie song there. No, I remember buying that. I remember the record shop. I can't remember yeah. what it's called now. I'll have to ask my brothers. They remember what the what it was called. But yeah, um, yeah I think I think you know I would have been six, but I was certainly yeah. banging to pop music at six. I must have been because so many of these songs. I mean, yeah. what, what I think, what I genuinely think is, is that you know my kids are into music. I know your kids are into music, but I don't think we could just be wrong but I I just don't think that kids are as into pop music because the chart you know because that whole like the the whole routine of listening to the charts on the radio on a Sunday that was something that even parents did so you just knew that that was a big there was a a collective collective sort of national sport right that Mm. people did on a Sunday you'd be driving home from relatives and have it on in the car or you'd be at home and, and, and then on Thursday you'd watch Shop of the Pops so you knew all of the songs. You knew what was moving up and down uh, across the spectrum. And I, like, so when I look at this, I think six, I knew all of these songs. I went out and mm. bought Happy Birthday. I think probably because I would have even at six quite fancied Claire Grogan. Sort of going fancy when you're six, nice. right? Yeah. And also when you're 47. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, and also it says Happy Birthday. So that, to a child, is quite enticing in itself. Because you think, I like birthdays. I'm having a birthday myself <laughs> soon. I hope I get some toys. I'm going to buy this song so every day I can think about my birthday. <laughs> Selfish and pricks, And what I'll they? get. All you fucking think about when you're a kid is your fucking birthday. Of Christmas. Yeah. That's why but I feel mainly sorry your for birthday my kid. Because, like, Len even admits this. He goes, birthday. Because I'm like, obviously Christmas yeah. is much better. And yeah, he's like, no, fuck that. Birthday's much better. It's your dear. Exactly. Kids don't mind admitting that. Mm. They're like, no, birthday's better. It's all about you. Christmas is bullshit. They've got to spread the attention. You've got well, to buy other people presents. Fuck that. Birthday's where it's at. I mean, this is why I feel sorry for me kids, because the, my daughter's birthday is 28th of December and my son's New Year's Eve. And yeah. it's just a few days after Christmas, so there's, there's not that, that special build-up to it. Mine's in July. I get a big build-up to mine and lots of aftermath. But, yeah. um what do you think well, about? Um, what do you think about? Was yours in the summer holidays or just before the summer holidays? It was just school? before July the twelfth. Oh, so right. Yeah, because having before. it in my daughter has it in the summer holidays, which is double edged sword because it means you, you can do shit because you mm. don't have to be at school. But sometimes all your mates are away. For anyway, a long holiday. 
What do you think? Do you think it's true, or do you just think I'm an old out of touch man when I say well, no, that at six year olds just aren't as engaged with pop as our generation were when we were six? I've got no idea what six year olds into. I don't hang around with any. But but the thing, the over overarching message is that it used to be, and there was a narrative to the charts because, like you say, yeah. things were going up and going down, and they would take weeks to climb up the charts. So there was drama. Now. I don't want to sound like an old man shouting at a cloud, but now you've got stuff that's in the charts that's been there for a year because of yeah. downloads. You've got like Ed Sheeran's got three songs in the top not ten much, or whatever. Not much drama, is and there? The, there isn't the same narrative that you follow. It's like it was like you said, it was like a sport almost. It was studying this is, the charts. I mean, this this is really triggering my nostalgia. This particular chart because things like there's songs, there's many songs in here that went down the sort of classics that have been or standards that are played to death to this day. Not least, every little thing she does is magic, yeah. which is at number one. And, you know, you got things like Label With Love by Squeeze. I mean, there's there's a lot of songs in the show. I mean, Let's Groove by When and Fire, fucking out. Was that a re-release? That can't have first been released in 81. Oh, that, was, that was when it was out, I think, yeah. Really? Yeah. Well, obviously, there's a lot of fucking massive, kind of massively famous tracks in here. But then, you know, more nostalgic for me is like, it's my party, Dave Stewart with Barbara Gaskin. Yeah. Fucking hell, I remember that. And that was number one the week before. It was it's there just for dropped a few down weeks, to yeah. six. I mean, and I remember was... being in the playground talking about that with other kids. Yeah. Of course, that was it wasn't like a Dave massive Stewart song. From the Eurythmics, it was a different Dave Stewart. Oh, was it? Oh, I didn't yeah. know that. In case anyone didn't know that. Yeah, different Dave Stewart. That was on Stiff Records. Yeah, um, who, which who, was madness. Label, were really, of really good at creating hits. Yeah, um, there's there's been a thing on Channel if Five on a Friday Steve, night. It ain't, it ain't worth shit. Worth a fuck. That's what they say, didn't it? It ain't worth a fuck, mate. Oh, okay. Yeah, as in like a stiff cock. Um, oh. Yeah. Jalapeno. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. Jalapeño. There's been a thing on Channel 5 recently, the, the greatest videos of dot, 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 1983, yeah. 84, whatever. And Dave Robinson, who was the head honcho at Stiff Records, has been on that quite a bit, talking about how they made videos. Right. I think we've talked about it recently, haven't we? Where you just used to like, right. fucking do them and they cost 20 quid and they take like 10 minutes to make a video and they just fucking put them out and they'd have I mean, was single. He, was, he the, was he also the manager of Madness, or was he just their record boss? He was the manager of the record label. He ran Stiff Records, right? So and he, kind of... and he, yeah, and he basically came up with a lot of the ideas for yeah. their videos, didn't he? Yeah. And of course, and their was... videos, 
the answer is the best. The, if, if you're asking the best video of any year between 79 and probably 84 or 5, <laughs> it was always a madness video. Yeah, so it matters what. Dave, um, Dave Robinson would have made it yeah. in his lunch hour on the cheap. Yeah. As cheap as possible. Because, I mean, then he got like Tracy Ullman to become a pop star. And yeah. the, previously they'd done Ian Jury and the Blockheads. They got them to number one. And the Stiff was just an indie label. It was just this tiny yeah. little label. And they just strode across the I think it, got, well, I think it became part of Island Records, didn't it? I think they right? did. They got bought up by somebody else, but he still retained that kind of um, yeah. independence. There, I, I, re- re- I remember that because, as, well. as, as you know, I my house was next door to Island Records when next I was a kid. Next door to Island Records, yeah. And we once saw the Whalers down our street. And we would see from time to time other pop stars. One time I actually met Misha Paris, which was Whoa. the highlight of my entire youth. Imagine that. Um, but the, um, I remember Stiff ended up in, because we would see records in the warehouse lying around. Sometimes you'd pick old yeah. records up off the floor because they'd have a forklift truck fucking ferrying them around. Records and falling when we saw, off. Fucking when we saw Stiff, dream. I would get like really excited because I didn't know, yeah. I was too young to know anything beyond the fact that Stiff was Madness's record label. I knew nothing else about it. But yeah. you know, because it was such a memorable name, and obviously at that age, madness is sort of like you everything. I'm just having a quick look. There was a really good documentary about Stiff Records on BBC Four. Yeah, I think I saw that. I'm just yeah, it's Tracy it's Ullman on, who goes, "If it ain't stiff, it ain't worth a fuck." If it's on, um, uh, yeah, it's kind of yeah, it's on. Um, oh no, it's a 1977 one. That's on YouTube. I don't think the BBC Four one is on YouTube. Well, somebody needs to put it on there, mate, right away. For God's sakes. Um, There's a good one about Island Records as well, a 90-minute documentary called Keep On Running, 50 Years oh, of Island Records. God, That'd there be might good. be some great footage. You might be on down, that. Down my street. Yeah. There is a slot-nosed kid bothering us outside of our offices. <laughs> <laughs> and Digging a great with a spoon. What's that kid doing out in our driveway digging with a spoon? <laughs> He's digging for records. <laughs> What's he doing? Oh, I sent security out, and he claims he's digging a tunnel to Disneyland. Ah, oh, he's, he's off his nut. Move him out the way. The whalers are arriving soon. He'll confuse them. <laughs> the whalers are arriving soon. The whalers are on their way here. Here come the whalers. They will not want to see a snot-nosed six-year-old with a fucking dessert spoon claiming to dig a tunnel outside to fucking Florida. They'll think we're a tin-pot outfit. They're already off their heads on drugs to start with. It's going to confuse them. That kid will get them confused and encourage them into his mad tunnel. <laughs> oh, and then we'll yeah. lose one of the whalers. We've lost Buddy Whaler. He disappeared down a hole built by a child. <laughs> yeah, there's a, there was a what book came out. There? No, sorry, I won't do an impression. I'm there's, tempted there was a, to, but there was I a book not. came out in 2014 called Be Stiff, The Stiff Record Story, but it now appears to be going for about £126. Fuck me. Which is a shame. I'm sure I've got it on Kindle. I've got it on my Kindle, I believe. You've got uh, Under Pressure by yeah. Queen and David Bowie. How do you feel about that song, Andy? I'm not really asked about it. Um... Do you I think mean, that you it's know, just because your deep, your boy, visceral hatred for Queen yeah. is preventing you from engaging with this song? Yeah, it really is. It's not a great song, though, either, is it? It, it, it is a great song. It's a great think? song. And it's I, also, think it's a, I think it's a great song. Yeah. I really, really like it. 
But, you it know, was, listen, I know your things about Queen. I'm not keen on them either. But I think your hatred runs so deep that there's no way you could listen to this song objectively. <sighs> it was also ruined further, though, by Vanilla Ice sampling it for his... <laughs> <laughs> I like awful, that song too. Awful ice ice. Yeah. You like that, do you? Oh, well, there you go. No, I, I can't. Um, there's no good connotations at all, right. all with that. So, right. there we, is we a song. Talk about that. There is a song in that top ten, which when it was out in 1981, when I was eight or nine, whatever, was I detested it even more than Queen. But now I fucking love it. Can you guess which one it is? Uh, let's see. It's not um, Haircut 100, surely, because that was a banger nope. right from day one. No. Nope. Um, is it Joan of Arc by Orchestral Manoeuvres in the Dark? No. Nope. Is it Tonight I'm Yours by Rod Stewart? Is that in the top ten? It's at number nope. ten. No. Nope. All right, what is it then? It is Julio Iglesias, Begin the Begin. Ah, when you begin. Yeah. When you begin. <laughs> Yeah, if, that's yeah. his fucking classic, isn't it? That was it's when he was incredible. in his. Yeah, that was. That, so would you good. say that was Julio's imperial phase? Well, yeah, got to be, hasn't it? I don't know anything else that he really did. The other fanny. Than, uh, he did something with I mean, Willie, Willie Nelson, didn't he? He was probably drowning in fanny at that oh, stage. Oh, of course he was. Look at him, man. Fucking um, hell! I mean, he was the, the ultimate. You know, I've told you about how my mum. I mean, my my theory, and my wife actually said this to me. She said basically, your mum fancied if there was a man who appeared on telly for any reason (laughs) between like basically 1975 and 1995 your mum fancied him and I said yeah that's basically true but some she fancied more than others yeah and she's got this thing it's horrible to talk about it makes me feel uncomfortable but her leg would start going when someone (laughs) her leg would start going when someone she found particularly attractive came on the TV it would just go, her foot would go up and down, up and down, right? Oh, no. And like, Mum, stop it, what are you doing? She'd go, oh, I like him. And there were certain men that, the, yeah. that this was, and that, you got David Essex, probably right, her yeah, number one. Mm-hmm. And Inglésias, definitely. Her foot would have been yeah. going like the fucking like the clappers. clappers. Yeah. And to be honest, it really put me off both Top of the Pops and my dinner. Because you I don't want to think about your mum being aroused when you're trying to watch Top of the Pops. It's no, horrible. you don't want that at all, do you? There's no. lots of childhood turmoil stacked yeah. up. And Stop it, man! In this podcast. I'll tell you another one she liked. Uh, Dennis Waterman. <laughs> oh, yeah. But, I mean, you look at Dennis Waterman when he was in Minder, and Minder started when he was 32, and he looks about 46. I know, I'd never understood <laughs> Dennis Waterman. <laughs> I think that in that hair. age, they thought, yeah, with his thinning hair and pot belly, <laughs> yeah. right? And they go, ah, oh, no, but he's a tough guy, isn't he? And yeah, you go, well, that's what like. sort of. He's a, but... he's a man's man. Yeah, that's what I think my mum liked. <laughs> She, you know, you, like men who drove around in capris, stinking of yeah. fags. You have to who shave. Ju- who drank scotch in the daytime? <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, horrible. That, that if you were that sort of a man in the in the eighties or the seventies, you probably mm. got quite a lot of action. Julio was not that sort of man. No, Julio was smooth. But getting back smooth to that as song, silk. you mm. listen to the band on that. Uh, they are. It's almost as if it was done by some kind of musical perfection computer this sounds so good it's so oh. fucking just well drilled 
It's almost oh, like... Oh, God, I'm going to listen to this as soon as we finish. Oh, honestly, it is, it is really, really good. I hated it mm-hmm. at the time. Yeah, I mean, it's exactly... We were talking about the other day, my wife um, got a load of vinyl down from the attic at her mum's, all her old mm. records, and she had a huge amount of uh, compilations from this era, you yeah. know, before now kind of cornered the market. Yeah. There was a load of different ones like Monster Hits, yeah, Hot yeah. Tracks and all that yeah. stuff. She had loads of them. Um, we were just talking about, on top of that, we had some friends around, we were playing them, and I think oh, it was a song from a few years later by Boris Someone, a love song. I want to wake Gardner. up with you. I want to yeah. wake up with you. Yeah. Exactly. And we were like, this is in the grand tradition of in the 80s when you were a kid you'd be watching it and there'd be all these brightly coloured bands fucking culture mm. club bow wow wow whoever coming on fucking frying your mind all action all colour all excitement yeah. and you'd be like cheering on top of the pops like you were in the fucking Roman Coliseum right yeah. ah fucking come on this is brilliant <laughs> soak up balloons everywhere yeah. fucking Bruno Brooks in a satin jacket you'd just be like this is fucking brilliant right and then there was a tradition that once in a while all of a sudden and you never knew where it come from they'd go and now this is a new entry and there'd be some cunt in a suit with mm. nothing else on stage holding a thin microphone and singing mm. a fucking ballad right oh and as we've called them before some a kissing song a kissing song and you would be <laughs> fuming yeah. and I was saying to my mate Rory I was going did you get actually angry, like almost violently angry? And oh yeah, of course. Like, and then I re- and then everyone else as well. My wife was saying, yeah, I would be, I'd be like shouting, I'd be like yeah. having a tantrum about it, yeah. right? And um, like, and I tell you another one that came for years later, Glenn Medeiros. Right? Oh god, yeah. Just went, that that is still like, shit though. To be fair, yeah. No, I'm not saying they. I've reviewed all of, reassessed all of them, <laughs> and said, oh, I like them. I don't. I mean, I'll take your word for it, Julian Glazier, so I'm definitely going to listen to it. So I, I can see it now. Mm. But he he was sort of like began in 1981. He sort of like, this is he was part of a tradition. And once so I wouldn't happen every week, but fairly regularly on top of the pops, everything would grind down. And I always thought Michael Hurl and the other powers that be at top of pops probably didn't particularly even want to feature this artist. Mm. But because this artist had suddenly sold so many records that week, you basically had to feature them because they yeah. were moving so fast up the chart. The record yeah. label would go, "You've got to feature this. This is a fucking, this is the most popular song in the in the country right now, right?" So they'd go, "Fucking hell, we've got to do it." But the kids watching would go, "This is not what my parents pay my license fee for. This is mm-hmm. bullshit, and it's the opposite of what Top of the Pop stands for. Get it off the fucking telly yeah. and get madness back on now." The classic example I can think of is Jennifer Rush, The Power of Love, which was number uh, one for like five weeks. I was like, oh, rough. God, and you, make you, it all, fuck off. All you think is, who the fuck has hijacked yeah. our chart? Because yeah. that's what it was. It was our chart, and it got fucking hijacked sometimes by, like, nans, right? I always assumed that these were things that Terry Wogan had picked up on was playing on Radio 2 on the breakfast Must show be. in the morning. And Must that's how been. they got into the chart. Because it, it was nine nans, million, 11 million listeners or whatever. Nans yeah. and mums fucking picking up on a kissing song and putting it yeah. on top of the pops, which was out of order. They should have had a separate show yeah. on BBC Two yeah. for those people to kissing watch shit. with the yeah. kissing songs and kept all the fun and colour and madness on our fucking BBC One Top of the Pops. I mean, like I say, some of those songs, 
we thought was shit then and is shit now. Like it's Power of Love, yeah. like the Glen Medeiros mm. one. Yeah. Some of them are fantastic now, like Begin the Begin and uh, Phyllis Nelson, Move Closer, which is oh, a brilliant song. Hated it is, then. Yeah, I probably hated them, but yeah, that's yeah. an absolute. Uh, here's another one, since it wasn't one on her own. It's like, it was two people when they go, Move, uh, no, hang on. Move close. No, hang on, it was a Yeah, we laughed our heads off at school the next day at Phyllis Nelson because it goes, uh, now we feel we're really making love. Yes. She actually said we are making yeah. love. We're so doing a sex. With the last songs, you heard hints at sex, but you didn't yeah. think they're really going to talk about sex or use the word. Yeah. It was all implied. But she said feel like we're really making love and i remember going in school next day and we're giving it that did you see it yeah when she says feel like and everyone's doing the impression of it because it sounded like such an over-the-top kissing (laughs) you know when you do that thing of pretending to get off of yourself when you wrap your arms around yourself (laughs) so it looks from behind like you're snogging someone and you're all in the playground going feel like I'm really making love (laughs) like laughing our heads off about it (laughs) totally (laughs) fucking great I mean I think of another one I hated then but love now Um, Michael McDonald and um, oh who was it Patty LaBelle on my own Oh my god, what a didn't track get that number is! One, but it's brilliant. Oh, that's a then. fucking but, banger! Yeah, yeah, yeah it's Anything. true. A lot of those sort of soulful ballads, they felt like more for your mum or yeah. your nan. But we've now, grown into them over the years, haven't we? Fuck yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I mean loads of them. All of those songs, like well, I mean going back, I don't know what year this was, but Endless Love. I mean fucking hell. Yeah. That's an incredible song. But yeah. yeah, when you're a kid, you want all songs to be fast and colourful. You want colorful. to be bouncing up and down yeah. and uh, you'd be able to dance to them. The pinnacle of that of that genre, it reached its fucking nuclear uh, conclusion was when I was still at Outprice and it was fucking Robson and Jerome oh. singing their songs for Housewives. That was just out of order. The stars of That's what I mean, it was just out of order yeah. and they should have done a separate show. It was just shifting product at that point. You know it was behind that, don't you? Do you know it was behind the Robson and Jerome cult? Cow? Cow, yeah. Cow, the cunt. Fucking monster. You know what? They they should have really had a Radio 2 chart and a Radio 1 yeah. chart. They yeah. should have. Oh, but that was, we were just fighting off nanas coming in and buying that single. We had what did they see in Robson and Jerome? Because well, they're mean, nice. Yeah, exactly. And, of course, Robson Green being the northeast lad... Yeah. That's an extra attraction for to selling it oh, up here a, as well. He's a so lovely just, lad. That Robson Green, he's, he's, he's a lovely lad. He's absolutely gorgeous too, but he's very Fuck down to man. earth with it. But that's 15 years on from what we're looking at here. And I tell you what, we'll stop there because there's loads more to look at in this chart. But um, I just urge you to go away now and listen to Begin the Begin by Julio Iglesias. Because oh, oh, it no, is just, it's almost like a glass coffee table of a song. It is just so smooth and pristine. Please do. And we'll come back in a couple of weeks and we'll have another stab at this chart. So thank you and goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye.